0: Welcome
1: to our This is Arizona. That's Erev Hanukkah, Parshas Vayeshiv. So the question is really, what where in the Sikha, which is a revolutionary Sikha about the transformation of Gulus to Gul, of darkness to light, which that's what Hanukkah is all about, what does it have to do with Parshas Vayeshiv? Do we see anything in the Sikha about, about Vayeshiv? And the answer is that the entire Sikha is none other than about Vayeshiv because the question is, what does Vayeshev mean? And he sat. And he settled. Who's sitting? And who's settling? So we know that you know, all the good stuff goes to the bottom, settles down. We are the people who settle the world. Hashem wants to settle down into this world. We know that. So right away there we have Vayeshev. Hashem wants to sit down. He doesn't want to just keep standing and being on one foot. Right now, Hashem... So to speak, must feel like he's kind of on one foe, one foot. In fact, um, on one toe. I always tell the story about my seventh grade teacher who said he had a dream that he was a ballerina and he was twirling on his, his big toe round and round and round, uh, like a ballerina on top of the world. And and he was a you know fellow fairly large person, <laughs> He wasn't a ballerina. And when he woke up, he saw that his um, toe was pressing against the toe board, the footboard of the bed. But the truth is, that is really us, that we are on one toe, twirling round and round and round on top of the world. You could say that um, Hashem is w- as well, in the Avaydah, in Hashem's desire and to sit down and be totally integrated into this world, so this world feels like his, and he feels like it's his world, and all of that he probably starts off sort of twirling around the top of the world on one on one toe and then on one foot, and you can feel it. You can feel right now. It feels like does it feel like Hashem is fully settled into the world and sitting down and integrated in his easy chair in the world? Oh no, not at all. In fact, in certain pockets of the world, mm-hmm. government places, etc., um, it kind of feels like Hashem is being pushed out more and more and more, and he's kind of hanging on with one toe on the top of the world, and everybody's saying, go somewhere else, God, but not here. And certainly, t- don't come to Washington, right? So Vayeshev, besides everything else, could be, could mean Hashem, in his journey of thousands of years of, fight, of settling into the world, sitting down in the world. So if we ask, what does the Sikh have to do with vayeshev? What does it not have to do with vayeshev? The whole Sikh is vayeshev. Now, in this, in this, um, I'm not going to call it project. This goal of Hashem to sit down in the world, so it becomes His world. Say, so oh, we, Hashem doesn't want that we come along and say, "What are you doing in the world?" You know, all the same, the you stand on Thirty Fourth Street in Manhattan. Let's say a, a mitzvah tank is there, or Buckram are there in the, with their shillings. Sometimes people will come up to them and say, What are you doing here? This is not a place for you. This is a, this is this is the world, you know, this is Manhattan, you know, this is outside of McDonald's and across the street is Wendy. What are you, a representative of God, doing here? You shouldn't be standing here. On this corner. Go go to some synagogue or something. Don't stand here in this place. This is our church. This is not your church. Not only that, can you imagine if Hashem says, Huh? I don't only want to stand here, I want to sit here. Now, imagine, you know, you're walking along on 34th Street, and you see some Moshugana there sitting, he, he brought his armchair from his living room, and he ordered, no, somebody, he's a wealthy Moshugana and he ordered for himself on Amazon, he said, I want it right now, I want it within the hour, and he ordered for himself a $1,000 recliner. And he put it right on the corner there, and there's that the chaveh. he's sitting there, a ah, Moshugana right? And the cops come and he he refuses to go and he pulls out his bill of rights and he calls his lawyer and all this. I'm allowed to sit over here in the middle of Manhattan in my easy chair. Yes? So Hashem says, me too. Not only am I allowed to, this is where I belong. Vayeshev. Vayeshev is me. We are all here for one reason and one reason alone. The Jew and the non-Jew. To create that Hashem should sit in his easy chair in this world and say, ah, this is the place to be. And we should also feel, the whole world should feel, Wendy's and McDonald's should say, we need Hashem here. Whatever that would look like, Hashem and Wendy's and McDonald's, I don't know. Whatever it is, every single single fiber of reality in this world, our job is to bring it to the point where it says, Where's Hashem? In his easy chair. Bring him on in. We're not living up to our potential. Now how much more so, what is our goal today? To get them in Washington to say that, right? Etc. Good to To get the whole government, you know, I'm not going to say the name. They'll just attract the, uh, the FBI when I say those names. To get them to say, where's Hashem in all of this? In fact, You'll know we got somewhere when you know the Iverbottle guy stands up and he starts to read his speech from the from the the prompt and he says and he says well uh, um, uh, yeah, we're in a, a very important month uh, thank you for inviting me and and then he says the following imagine you'll know we got somewhere he says everything that's happening in Washington and the United States today with the borders and the south and the and the north and imagine the, the Iverbottle guy says, "But I have one question." He's reading it from the teleprompter. What does all of this have to do with Mashiach? And you say, "Ah, we got somewhere, right? We got somewhere." The Iverbottle guy is saying, "What does all of this have to do with Mashiach?" So that's Vayeshev. Vayeshev is the Rebbe is showing us step by step by step how the entire Project of VaYesha VaYeshem settling down into the world is accomplished through the country of I can't sing the song France through the country of France and then the question is why and this will have to be somehow I don't know there's not too many days to do it in in several pieces it's an Iker goggle that wherever you go you the point is to embed yourself in the customs that you're allowed to do, Alpitaira, in that place. Now the question is why? Because our entire schlichet now is embed yourself, become embedded, we're not, we're embedded schlichem, embed yourself in the, the, the customs, the everything, the other of that place and take it over. It's like a Monopoly game. Go into that place and take it over. Now, if you went in and you visited, like the old wars, France fought England and England fought France, and this one won against that one, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But here, Hashem is saying, "Get that place for me, conquer that place for me, because it really always was mine, and there was this temporary insanity of P. Washington that somehow this place doesn't belong to Hashem. This whole world, get it back for me." imagine this hook that Hashem is saying, I am appointing you, my kiddler, the Yidin, to get this world back for me. I'm the one who made it. So it was pure at the beginning and then I gave you the possibility of you know, kind of messing around with it and now I'm saying the moment has come for you to get it back for me. I want to be, I want to be in a way of Ayeshev. So therefore, the way you do it and the way and Mashiach himself sends Shluchim around the world to do when in Shilu, when in Rome do as the Romans do when in, right, we are now in Rome but, uh, but really it's not we have to revise, revise that it's not when in Rome do as the Romans do that's part of it but our shlichus is when in Rome here we are in New York when in Rome do as the Yerushalmim do that's it when in Rome, don't do as the Romans do they they don't know what's flying when in Rome do as the Yerushalayim do insert Kedusha, pure Kedusha unsullied Kedusha into Rome, Rome is the antithesis of Yerushalayim as we know from Jewish history and so here we know why were we sent out into the entire world to receive Gerem to receive the sparks that from the entire world and bring them to Mashiach, bring them to Kedusha. And we understand, um, the Avaita that we do now is called Hislavshus tnir. You go into the place, you enclose yourself in that place. If you're Canadian, you ask Canadian. And if you're American, you ask American. And if you're, if you're Moroccan, you ask Moroccan. Me, they're different. They are really different. And we know. I, have a, I tell the same stories over and over again. A, a California woman many years ago, a, a real American woman, real, you know, California ballastuva, very, very Californian, and she married an English guy. Now, that was a fun marriage because when they would, first of all, you know, when there would be something exciting in their lives, so, of course, she would say, Oh, that's amazing, and he would say, Ooh, oh. oh. And that's number one. And number two, when they would have a little dispute, she would say, oh, my, uh, or something like that. You know, oh, my, there seems to be some some uh, contra, whatever whatever the words would be, oh, my. And she would like, ah, oh, and she would open a mouth and got scared. In, in, in England, if somebody opens a mouth like that, you go to the rub. <laughs> I mean, that's serious. This is like, you, you better... You better Uber over to the rug within five seconds. This is going to become dangerous. In England, in in California, this is basic conversation. (laughs) Right? So that means that the hanhaga of each place is the earthiness of its place. When the Mishkan moved from place to place, it was always filled with the dirt of that place. The the, the, Mishkan was filled with the dirt of that place. So I have Canadian dirt. Raise your hand if you have French dirt or Moroccan dirt, or English dirt, or we can't say Israeli dirt, right? But we all have this right, the dirt in us, and I, you know, whatever. uh, We have all our Mishagasim. And somehow Hashem said all of that, we go into that place, and we become authentically that, and then we buy it up. We buy up all the real estate of the world for Kedusha, for Hashem. That's it. Wherever I go, it's like sticky feet. Like the bees, you know, they go with their sticky feet on the, on the flowers and they have sticky feet and then they cross-pollinate. That's what we do. We didn't have sticky feet. Wherever we go, you know, you went on a trip to a where Japan, so you have sticky feet. You picked up all the stuff from Japan, you bring it back to here, etc. And the stickiest place in the world is 770. <laughs> right? The stickiest place in the world is 770 people come from all over the world. They already come with sticky feet. That's Look at the floor. And everybody, you know, rubs their feet on the floor here. We have a, a melting pot of the whole world. Baruch Hashem here in, in 770 Beis Mashiach. So, um, and therefore, let's see, so there are two ways of doing it. One way would be that you bring Kedusha, it's cut off here, you bring what? you you you. Uh, let's see, bring Kedusha you know, you lift up, you bring holiness down from a very holy place. Nalak, he sat on his throne and he just exuded holiness. We know that way of someone exuding holiness. There's another way and you got to go into the stuff And you lift up that place. Now, do you have to be a very, very powerful, amazing Jew? So let's say everybody knows. All the times when a a, a shriah or a buffer would go to the Rebbe and say, say, I'm going this summer to such and such a place. And we know what the Rebbe would say. Surely you are planning along the way to visit. You know, let's say you're going to Arkansas. And the red would say, surely along the way you're planning to stop in, I, I didn't even know where Arkansas is, Uh North North Carolina. Nobody had the guts to say, I actually was not thinking of stopping in North Carolina. Everybody would shake their head, would nod their head and say, yeah, 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 oh, sure. And they would go there and miracles would happen. In fact, the miracles happen the best in the places that you didn't plan to go to. So... <laughs> So we know this. So how am I able to lift up North Carolina? I'm a plain person. I'm not Shleimah Melech. I can't exude so much holiness that I elevate all of North Carolina. But the one who sent me, the Meshaleah, what do you mean? Just do me a face. Put your feet there. Just be sticky feet. Just walk there. Don't think. Put your head down. Just go. I'll, don't, I'll do the work. You know, you ever go on this time, and the person you're with is, they're not they're a little heavy handed with their they're not good coaches, so sometimes you say to them, "You know what, don't talk, let me just talk, I'll talk, you don't talk just you just you just you just you just, you just smile and give out the brochures i'll talk don't don't talk because right, so they' have this kind of thing in a way if at at the very least just go walk walk, walk walk, walk, stop, okay, don't talk, I'll talk for you at." Just you being
0: there.
1: Right. Right. People just seeing you has an amazing effect. And if the Rebbe's trained you well and you've accepted the, the training, then the Rebbe says, talk. You'll do fine. Just You know what? Now let's move further. Not just go and just go talk. Start to talk. It's like a GPS. My first time with a GPS, I was shocked. I remember being somewhere in Syracuse, New York, and in a shopping center. And I asked my husband, so... How do I get to where you are? He said, this is what you do. This is a, a long time ago. He said, start to move the car. Just turn on the engine and start to drive, you know, start to move five feet. And all of a sudden the thing will say, turn right, turn left. I was shocked. As soon as you start to move, it just tells you you don't have to know anything. Right? Well, I mean, this is, this is old stuff now. You have to tell it where you're going and all of a, You don't have to know anything. You don't have to think. It just says, turn left, turn right, do this, do that. So we're used to that thing, okay, go here no stop, stop, okay, stop, uh, uh, like a crane, stop, don't oh uh, uh, wait, wait, you see this man, see this lady? Say hello, hello, hi Are you Jewish? Say are you Jewish? Are you Jewish, right? Just, like that. and miracles start to happen. So that means I'm going into the grunge into the into the into the dirt of the world. And I don't have to be an amazing human being. I am the shaliah that is being sent, just the feet, the hands, and the feet. And we, get, and in that way, we get to do hislachus paninius. But how much more so? The real, real one is when you move there and you live there. I now live in Des Moines. Where is it? Give me some American city. Uh, I can't. know. Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. I only know the Canadian cities. I live in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. And when you live in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, then there's a schluckus to-, <laughs> to do, and it will come to you, and you get to do his loxious So probably in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, everybody goes to sleep at 9 p.m. I'm sure. Probably the, the city lights go out at 9 p.m., and you have to go to sleep, right? And everybody's up at 6, whatever it is with the cows. So... <laughs> These days, it has to be vegetarian carbs. And so, here the is saying that this whole thing that we're talking about, um, we have to understand the original question here we forgot was people are asking, remember we're in a month of miracles, do you see miracles today? And the Rebbe's answer is, oh, do you not see miracles today? Where do, you, where do you not see miracles? Not where do you yet see miracles. Where do you not see miracles? Every single thing that's happening today is an unbelievable miracle. The fact that I can go to Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan and live there and become incredibly effective and I'm, as a plain, plain, plain person, is the miracle, plus, plus, plus. But, um, so the Rebbe says this whole transformation If we think for one minute, we see that this generation relative to other generations, we have the purification of the world in a way that's unprecedented, as everything we just said. And so, is there a focal point to this, a template that expresses this? And the Rebbe says, yeah, of course. Here it is. Gulus, Achel, Hazel, Livnei, Yisrael, Ad, Sorfa, V'chulu, etc. This is in Stefania, where is it? Uh, the footnote is cut off. I think Tephania. Ovadia, Daniela, French people. Where does it say about Gullus Achela zeli, in the Havkaira? In Tanakh? Either Tephania or Ovadia. I think Stefania. I have to look it up. Um, this Gullus that, remember, this was written thousands of years ago. This Gullus that will go all the way to, all the way to means as far as like, oh my goodness. You mean if it gets that far? How far? How far can the gullus extend? Meaning, what does that mean? How low can the gullus possibly go? How dark can it get? How dark can it get? When you got to France, you reached the bottom. That's what they're ever saying. When you got to France, you've reached the bottom. Thing, end of the line, everybody off the train. You've reached the bottom. That's what the navi is saying. Now, that's great. We reach the bottom. We reach the end. What do you do from here? Don't worry. When you reach the bottom of the pit of the darkness of the spiritual darkness, then what happens? You start to jump up. The whole thing—it's like a trampoline. Like you jump down and boom, it propels you up. They will inherit and the. Redenters, Redempt, what's machine? Um, what is machine? The the Savior will go up to Harsin to do what? Lishbat is Har Aesop. To judge Har Aesop. Well, that's good. Aesop was not at his best for 4,000 years, to say the least. He was extremely evil. And he had a lot of tshuva to do. And we will remind him if he forgets. He's got a lot of He's got a lot of work to do because he was beyond, 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 beyond evil. But he's on his way to becoming the good guy after he finishes all his chuba. And and so the machine will go to hard ceiling to judge Haresa Judging Haresa probably doesn't only mean tell him how bad he's been, that he's going to burn forever and ever, God forbid. But move him up the scale. Get him to do, you know, let's go, you know, have four years in Washington and uh, – you know, help the Eden get on the right side. Mm-hmm. He had four years. Well, no, but four years in Washington. Oh, from now on, I don't know. Who knows? Um, and start to get on. Get with the program. Get on the Mashiach train. Hey, Asaf, get on the Mashiach train. And then, if he does, when he does not, if he does, when he does. By Hashem, the whole, the whole uh will belong to Hashem forever. So it's interesting that Esau, we need to get Esau on board for him to be an asset in this whole process of giving Hashem the malkuth. Hashem, you're the king. You can be the king yourself. But we all know from Rosh Hashanah that Hashem said, I could, but I won't. Of course, I can be the king over the whole world. I am the king over the whole world, but let's pretend I'm not. I'm going to leave it to you. And I'm not only going to leave it to you, I'm going to leave it to you and Esau. Okay. So here's the question. The Navi explains that, that all of this comes from the bottom of the barrel. Sarfa, France, that it's so interesting that you want to know how is it that thousands of years ago it's speaking about the Gaula it's, the, it's at the beginning of Gawas and it's speaking about a Geula that's going to come in a few thousand years and it's going to come through France? So from that we understand when it says the HaChela, this Gawas which begins, the beginning of the Gawas was France, Sarpa, Because the complete purification, dearer of the World, meaning... The whole mouth will belong to Hashem will be achieved through the purification and the elevation of the Yiddings in France. Right. So here is the question, and we'll just do this short and we'll continue, I don't know when, maybe tomorrow. So where do we see it? Obviously then, there's been a drastic change in France. What was the problem with France? How did it earn that name of being the lowest of the low? It doesn't seem that much worse than Manhattan. You know, if you go to Paris, is there a big difference between Paris and you know downtown Paris and downtown Manhattan? Not really. A little grungier, but they just say it. They just say their R's differently. We say like, right, like the Russia. You see, over here in Manhattan, you know, you have a lot of Russian, but over there they have right? Danielle. How do you say Russian? Right? They just say the R differently. There's the same kind of stuff. I used to, in French class, I, I I used to struggle all the time with the R instead of the R. That's it. Bad guy's there, bad guy's there. However, the klipa itself was embedded in the very essence and the very which affected the very philosophy of France. And it came through, it was at the time, and where do we see it at its peak? The time of the Alcirette. There was a war. What was it. Five causes of fence to revolution. I did it in fifth grade, 1789. And they had whatever reasons they had. I copied it from the encyclopedia. The fact is, though, they said a very simple thing. Let's overthrow the monarchy. The king and the queen. Now, why wouldn't you? The king and the queen were so out of it when they went to Marie Antoinette and they said the people have no bread, so Chochem She's a chacham gadol, so of course we know what she answered. Let them eat cake. That's a real chacham. She would have done very well in Washington right now. She would have fit in just, just perfectly, right? Nobody would have even blinked that she would have had all of the <clears throat> her party justifying that. Well, that's really very sophisticated of her because she's really dealing with, um, you know, the luxurious. She's just elevating everybody to the luxurious. Uh, feeling of marinating and luxuriousness and that's why she's thinking about them wanting cake instead of bread and that's really very kind and sophisticated. They would have thought of some of the sugar radical left philosophy to justify why she said left them meat cake. But we know right? even when they're not they don't want to be so you know what I'm saying Marie Antoinette now would have fit in perfectly to the to, to the far, to the radical left. To the radical left. So they would have loved her. They would have had the redhead lady there justifying everything she did. Open the borders and let in Marie and all her friends. So, but in the time of the Altar it's interesting. Of course we know there was a battle going on. It was a physical battle, but it was a spiritual battle. And of course it all came to a head with the Altar I'm going to say it like this. This is my little armchair chiddush. What did Napoleon stand for? Three things. French people. Liberté, égalité, fraternité. Same as in English. Liberty, equality, fraternity. Lahavdil. What did the Altarevus stand for? Liberty. You become deeply entrenched in Tyrus. You have liberty. You have freedom for the first time. Equality, equality, Equality. Yidden in Mishpacha. All Yidden, on the level of Etham and Ephesh, <clears throat> we're all the same. There's no higher and lower. Equality. And fraternity, no, and that's equality. And fraternity, we're one Yidden in Mishpacha. We're all brothers and sisters. So isn't it interesting? It's not that the al became came along and said, got to do something about this Napoleon guy. Obviously, when Hashem gave permission to the Alter Rebbe to bring these three um, these three things into the world, upgrade liberty, equality, and fraternity, the Le'oum was sent along to try to present the Klippic version of the same thing. In fact, if you read Rabbi Shulman's article, he said, every fruit has a Klippah around it. So what we're experiencing in the world today is the Klippah of the fruit of Mashiach. And that's why it's so interesting. <laughs> and you look at each of the crazy things that are going on in the world. I won't do them now, but, you know, gender fluid and uh, pencil culture and, uh, I forget, the far left and then all these other things. You can look and figure out what is it in Kedusha? What is it What is it mimicking? What is this creep of mimicking in Kedusha? But here we see Napoleon came along to mimic Kedusha. So what was his sisma? and Liberté. No, Mazel goes right? Of course he did that. And of course we know that the Alter Rebbe knew that he is in the middle of Mochemet Hashem. Dilcha Hashem V'Yinetech. We are in the midst of the Wars of Hashem. That wasn't only then, by the way, in 1789, or in 1813, it's now. He's fighting the Wars of Hashem. V'Yinetech. And he's going to win. And as the Rebbe said, then on some level, he's already won. So in order to do it, the al said the following. If base wins, base means Bonaparte, Napoleon, then what will happen? The wealth among the hidden um, and the influence among the hidden will go up. However, their hearts will be disconnected from their father in heaven. And if Alex wins, Alexander, the Tsar. Even though the Yiddin will be poor and hungry, and it will not be good for them, but they will be strongly connected to, with their hearts to their their hearts to their Father in Heaven. The only Jewish leader who held this way was the Al Rebbe, and everybody knows the story and the slippers and the, who's going to blow the shi'ur first, etc. But the question is, why is the Al Rebbe pushing for this? It's not a it's not a simple thing to pass. And okay, the so Yiddin will be poor. And Yiddin will be hungry, and Yiddin will suffer. That's not a simple thing for the Nasiya de Paschus. So why Why then? Because France, with Napoleon at his head, at the head, stood for a tnua, a spiritual freedom, but small freedom, super freedom. Freedom from what? Disconnect. Disconnect from what? From Kadusha. From the Muna in And anything that brings us to a Muna in Sounds so familiar. Why, that's happening right now. Do you feel too connected? Do you feel too? Just join the Democratic Party. And you will feel that you don't need to, to be connected to God anymore. We can have this pesky connection to God. Don't worry. Join the Democrats and you no longer have to. That's what Napoleon was saying. Just join our party. And if anybody mentions God, you'll just burn their city down and loot their businesses, their businesses, et cetera, et cetera, release some viruses on them and get big done with these people. This was Napoleon. He didn't have access yet to bioweapons, et cetera, but he had access to spiritual weapons. Probably that's why his hand, there are, there are opinions that say he wasn't totally human. That's why his hand was a webbed hand because he wasn't a regular person like everybody else. And that's why his hand was always inside his coat, etc. But and so he represent he was the epitome of taika, akleta, vadin, akasha. Because of what? Guys, gosh is nasos litzlas v'lisma kal karkay v'zvorasah. Loimar kaiyich v'yatim yadi peychem yach masalach ashash v'mune b'tachem Meaning, he stood for the power and the gaiva of of. I, my kayak, my ability, has built me what I have here. Wow, you have amazing business. How do you do that? Huh, I built it with my own hands. And you do build your business with your own hands. Or I built my social circle. Or I, I'm, i oh, the latest thing. Hi, so what's your name? Melissa, what do you do? Oh, I'm a social, social media influencer. Oh, really? How many followers do you have? Oh. 25,000. Well, how did you get 25,000 um, followers? Well, you know, I really worked hard to build my my following. Really? That's called Kaisi Hashem gave me 25,000 followers. So I am a social media influencer. If Hashem didn't want me to have 25,000 followers, I wouldn't even have one. We could know all the marketing tricks and all the things and all that other stuff and G- garnish, finish, goes nowhere. So the difference between I have this and Hashem built it for me, and yes, I worked hard because Hashem told me do this, 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 versus I built it. I don't need Hashem. I built it. It's an infinite difference. It's the it's the difference between Klepa and Kedusha. And the necessity to switch over the entire world from I built it, I built what I am. I made myself To Hashem has given me this gift. This was the revolution in those days, in around 1800. When did Napoleon take over? I forget. 17, not 1789, 1802. I don't know. Something like that. I forget. I'm no longer in fifth grade, so I don't have my fifth grade history book here. It's like the klipah of Sancherus. And the Mittler Rebbe explains it wasn't a temporary klipah. But Nogea to all the times and all the generations after that. Which mean the following. If the Alkarebba had not been victorious against Napoleon, Shalom, we would not be sitting here, that is for sure. Whatever wherever we would be, we would not be able to be sitting in New York speaking Kedusha. We would not have the technology that assists Kadusha to be, create Havatsa Mayanus enables Havatsa Mayanus Kutza, enables us to speak truth out to the entire world, we would not be able to do that if the al had not defeated Napoleon. Napoleon would have won. And the world would have been thick with Klippa, which means what we see now, it sure looks like it's thick with Klippa now, is it's called in the vernacular you ain't seen nothing. This is small potatoes compared to what Napoleon had planned. This is, this is, this is flowers and bubbles and feathers compared to the substantial plan of the takeover of Clippa that Napoleon had in mind. So, and we see it, that in the history of the French Revolution in the year test, 1789, and as a result of that, that's when Napoleon took over. It was an ideology, ideological um, revolution, an Indian clully. It was this revolution, this French revolution, which was, again, the French revolution, very simple. Uh, you know, who's the lady who sat there knitting all the codes into, into her uh, sweater that she was knitting when they would have these, these gatherings? The French revolution was for one reason and one reason alone, from their point of view, the bad guy's point of view. Get rid of God once and for all. That's what they meant the people will take over. The people take over and they get rid of God. God forbid. Now, interesting. What did the ever bring in? The people take over. Same thing. But in Kedusha, in Klippa, the people take over and they get rid of Hashem, God forbid. In, in, in Klippa, that was the French... Guys, in Kedusha, the people take over in the name of Hashem as represented as the shluchem of Hashem, and they become the foot soldiers of Hashem to take over the world. What's Ucharaqsa? The people take over. Simple people go into a city, and they take over. Wait a minute. So how are you different from the French Revolution? We take over for Hashem. They wanted to take over against Hashem. Small difference, complete difference. It changes everything. It's interesting that Hashem creates, that the takeover, that Mashiach taking over the world for Hashem so closely parallels the klipa, the klipa version, the unholy version. It's unbelievable. And so the events that happened were the builders of the modern world and culture, Azayamazeh. The modern culture would have been, if we think it's intense now, it would have been beyond, beyond, beyond. Take whatever you see now, the, the gender fluid and the, and the cancel culture and what are the four other things? I forget. There's some of the Mishigasana of what's going on in the world today. You no, know, the radical left, the, all that other stuff. Take it, multiply it times 10 billion, million, million, million. That would have been basic life today. And it would have been all these years since, in 1789, would have been basic life, basic. It's interesting that it was held off until these, until Tuvshin, Payalov and Payday. That the insanity that we're living through now, and the bio war and the, all that stuff. It's interesting that Hashem said, "We'll hold it off." When it comes to the time, I'm just saying, 30 years after the Navoa that he needs the Mashiach bought, when it's a totally different world, and the people have totally different keiches, and Mashiach is running every detail in a much more visible way, then the junk that Napoleon has planned for the world, it starts to kind of seep out a little bit, but it, and it looks like it's going to win, but we know by definition it's not going to win. It will become the instrument through which the malchus of Hashem is revealed in the entire world. How? I haven't figured that one out yet. (laughs) Mashiach has it all figured out. So to pull all this together, until the revolution, until the French revolution, as we said, the king and queen ran everything. And then it came to a point where the king and queen, they overthrew the king and queen, and they said, now the people. King and queen for them meant Melach Malchi Baruch Farahu. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. That's why the Al said, Oh, get rid of Melach Malchi Hu. We fight it to the point of total Masiris Netzh. We know the Al threw his wife into the battle. He didn't just happen to catch a cold or maybe COVID nineteen. Maybe the Altareba caught COVID-19, you know, early, early, early catch, right? And no ivermectin was available in Russia in those days. It wasn't that. The ever obviously chose to throw his actual physical life into the battle to destroy or at least deactivate the, the, the anti-holiness, the power of Napoleon to such an extent that we could, that you could have what we have in the world today, the proliferation of Kedusha to the extent that we do. Um, and that's why, number one, the altar of that. That it's not like Tsar Alexander was such a tzaddik; He was not. But he was enough of the vessel to be on board with the good plan. And Napoleon was off the charts. To such an extent that, um right, in Spartiena the Altareva threw his life into the battle. And the Altereva promised, he promised his son the Niklereva, Adli De Shavuah, you know, he promised him with a, an oath that Russia will win the war and France will not. Now, I want to sum it up with this. According to the history book that I once read, Napoleon came, we know what Napoleon wanted to do. He had a plan to come and He wanted to conquer the whole world. Yeah. So he said, well, if I don't conquer Russia, that's, that's a big chunk of the world. So I'm going to go into Russia with all my mighty soldiers and I'm going to conquer Russia and then I'll really be much more successful. I'll really have be on my way to conquering, having conquered the whole world and, you know, we'll be good. And, of course, the al said, didn't say, no way, Jose, but the, the vernacular of nyeh, nyeh, which means in, in American language, no way, Jose. You are not going to conquer Russia. Adhan, we stop you here. You come to my home, we stop you here. We destroy you here. So Napoleon went in with 600,000 soldiers. That's what I once read in a history book. And he came out with 10, 9, something like that. They were all decimated. We know the Gashmis of it. It was a very rough winter, and the Russian people understood what's happening. So they all were told to abandon their homes and, and put their homes and their crops on fire so that when the Russian army got to each place, figuring they would have a place to stay and food to eat, there was no food and there was no shelter. So the Russian army started to die, one by one by one, till they got to, where was it, Liadi? the Adi, where the Altareva was, and everybody knows the story of this. And the, the Napoleon knew one thing. He knew who he is going for. The Altareva. He knew that. we went straight straight to the home of the Altareva. We know that. And of course, we know the Altareva left. And he could, the, the anger, the, the wrath of Napoleon, he wanted to be able to conquer the, the center of Kedusha. Now, how can Klipa possibly conquer Mashiach himself? Only Klipa, in its Gaiva can be so idiotic and so off, completely off, lo- completely not thinking logically to think that if you're the opposite of Kadusha that you can actually conquer Mashiach. You have to have Kaddish to you brain. You know, you have to be a Democrat to actually think these thoughts and think it's possible to do it. He was the ultimate Democrat. He was the beginning of the Democratic Party. You know, like, oh yeah, I think it's really good that they open the borders to Mexico because it's just, it's like, it's too hot in Mexico and I think these people just need a little cooler air because they just, they don't have such good air conditioning in Mexico and so, you know, it's really a kindness for us to let them into our cities or something like that. And anyway, they don't really need to be back because they're not planning to stay here permanently. So restaurants is a different thing. So right but, but the fact is only a Mashugunat Khalifa could think that you can conquer Michia. How could Napoleon think he can come to Liabi and conquer the Al What What is he? You have to be a Democrat to think that way. So um and through this and so so the, the oath that the Altareba set to his son, to the Mithli Rebbe was that Kedusha will win. And and as it says later on in the Seher, when the Rebbe asked his um, Salih to go, who was it, Meisel, to go to the front and to hear what the Russian army is singing, and we'll pull this together with this. What is the Russian army singing? And he came back and he sang the tune. You know Napoleon's march or Marseille, whichever one it is. Daniela, which one did Reb Moshe sing? Napoleon's march or Marseillaise? One of Napoleon's march. And the Alter ever heard this tune, and he put his hands, his holy ha- his holy head, his holy faith in his holy hands, and he was, as it says, stark for the baker. in deep the baker. And finally raised his head and said, this is a niggun of victory. The French army, the opposite of Kadusha, the the enemy of Kadusha, is singing a niggun of victory. What are you going to do? They're singing a niggun. They're singing a song of victory. They are planning to win. And they have the song of victory. They are planning to win. And the Altiva, after much deep meditation, said, Sight, sight. In the end, it will be It will be a victory for Kedusha. That is sign on the dotted line, right? That's a bhada. In the end it will be the victory for Kedusha. And that's the end of the story. There's no after that. In the end it will be didanatah. Meaning, this victory march, this victory dream, this victory plan that the unholy forces with Napoleon at their helm have in mind. And they they feel very successful, like right now in America, in the world. The bad guys feel incredibly successful. They have more money than you can count. They have all the plans. They've been getting together for two decades, planning stuff in the world for the takeover, the anti-God takeover of the world with everybody having to follow the rules because there's nowhere to go. They've got it sealed. They've got it signed and sealed. They have a foolproof, brilliant plan. And they have all the money in the world to back it up. And they are positive that they will be successful. And they're singing the victory march in Washington. They're singing it. So we have the altar ever. And the Mishle and the Rebbe Marash, the Semastedic, and the Rebbe and Marash, and the Rebbe Rashab, and the Frieder Rebbe, and the Rebbe. Together, singing as one unit, they are singing the victory march. They have all the money in the world. They have all the plans in the world. They have all the they have all the medical stuff. They have all the they have all the billions of dollars to convince you to do whatever they want you to do. And to, and they, they can shut down all the social media and shut down all the TV channels and, and suppress all, all other information. And, 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 and they have everything they need to be successful. But, Seif that's Design Vida Nesach. Mashiach himself is telling us, in the end, they will not win. Vida Nesach means Kedusha, Mashiach, Melech Mashiach, Yidin it will all win they will fall they will be they will they will let go we will win, Kedusha will win, and not only that in a way of and the enemies, the guys with all the money who think they're going to win by suppressing all the media and 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 paying off the FBI and and paying off the Big pharma and the pharmaceutical companies and all that stuff who think they're gonna win. In the end, either gradually or in one moment, they will all cry out. We were wrong. We want Mashiach now. What can we do to help the revelation of Melech and Mashiach in this world? What can we do to assist the Malchus of Melach Malhi Amla Qadashwaraku to kill the entire world? We've got the money. We've got the resources. We've got the FBI in our, hand, our hands. We've got the pharmaceutical companies. We've got everybody at our service. We're here to serve you. We are here to serve Melach Mashiach. And that day will come and we say Hashem. We just finished you with Kislev. We're going into Hanukkah. We're in the month of miracles. We want that day to come in this month that all of those bad guys, Napoleon at the top, at the head of them saying, Mila Shamilai We want Melachum the to take over the world so that Hashem Yimla Ilum Bad Hashem Khadushmaya Khad. He had the name Narin Vadain Malach Mashiach. So wishing everybody uh Kashur uh 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 and Khanika miraculous month. We'll continue this Mr. the second part and uh before we continue this ticha, we should find ourselves in Yerushalayim, 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 Yerushalayim.